Blog Talk Radio. Class is in. It's time for Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp. Sit back, relax, learn, and listen. Pick up the phone and get involved in the conversation. 858-357-9137. Listen and learn who you are. Learn the true history of how society was physically built. Learn the history of who you really are. Learn the history of your people. It's Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on YAT Radio, leaving a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence through history. Being brought to you by the United Theological Seminary and Bible College at Root, Louisiana. Welcome to the show. God bless. Good evening to each and every one, and God bless and be with you. It is truly another honor as well as a privilege to uh, discuss with you different factors of history, and I'm a firm believer that history starts one minute after event, one second after event has occurred. Right now, we're going through some things that and I would like to tell our audience, don't be blindfolded. It's good that we're passing something dealing with climate change. It's good that we are dealing with things concerning uh, taxing those who make billions of dollars that they pay about 15% because before they were not taxed. I'm grateful for that. But at the same time, I'm grateful for those those things that the climate control, uh, uh, as I said, and 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 there's so many little things that being brought up now, the war in Ukraine, and all these things are blindfolding African Americans. We're blindfolded to the fact that the Voting Rights Act haven't been passed by. John Lewis Voting Rights Act, that, that, that's been snowed under. We've forgotten about, you know, our eyes are closed to the fact that hasn't happened. Yes, we want climate control, and, and I pray that we, we can, you know, it's been done, but it, it was watered down. Yes, I'm glad to hear different things that the Democrats have passed President Obama where the prices of different drugs and other things are going to go down. Yes, I'm I'm proud of that, but at the grocery stores it hasn't went down. But I'm proud of him because I know he didn't really bring about this, that we went into a, a, a semi-recession due to uh, COVID and this war that, that's in the Ukraine about gas and different things that brought on some changes but also, too, we're suffering from uh, the likes of things like droughts, fires, uh, floods, because just because of the climate control. So we need to, as being thankful for these things, we should be proud. We should think about what's going on as we take pride in those things, but we fail to realize the thing that, benefit African-Americans more than anything are going left untouched. The Republicans are not signing off on anything 
that move things forth, like the Voting Rights Act. They have so many things that that uh, things that uh, go forward for that. And I noticed that that how soon do we forget about things that were told to us that would be done, but soon as you try to get it done and it don't happen, it bursts under the table. And so this is, is, is what, what I'm talking about. We have to keep these things ever present before uh, Washington and those who are trying to, to, to fight against what we're trying to just get equality and everything because it's been over 157 years and we're still fighting for simple things as equality. And, and I'll be the first to say that um, I was talking with, with my cousin earlier and we were talking and now he was talking about like the difference of North and the South. And I was telling him some things like uh, it's not really a difference. You have races, a lot of races up North, and in and, and, and 1967, I was in New York and Brooklyn living with my uh, my brother. And we didn't live in the hood. We were living in a nice neighborhood. He was a college grad, and they paid for him to move up, coming from Louisiana. And uh, I went there, and I was just amazed at how integration was because I wasn't used to seeing that integration that we like we had in the South. And my brother told me something I carried to my grave. He said he would rather live in the South because at least you know where you stand, but up North they're racist and you don't know where you stand. Okay, so so I, I think about those things. And so right now when I'm thinking about it, we could send we send money over to Israel. We we break the bank our banks to send money to Israel every year. All the money we'll send hundreds of billions of dollars to Ukraine. African American communities are falling apart. Reparation have never been paid. And those who are not that don't understand that if they were to pay, they understand it would be in between 17 and $19 trillion that they were owe blacks. Now, the majority, so, uh, majority of blacks did, uh, families did, uh, had family grandparents or great-grandparents that did experience being slaves. But there are many blacks that's in America today that came here from other countries who were not as slaves in America. So it, if you would just pay them, every African-American whose parents faced slavery, when you're looking at something about uh, $17 to $19 trillion, you're looking at every black would almost have, have be, 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 be millionaires. And that that's one thing that you cannot forget about is that we would be millionaires if they were to play fair with us. They would never play fair because uh, we're, they understand how much money that they would owe. So I'm, I'm um, telling you tonight that, that those who are listening, at, don't be blind by the current events that's taking place. These current events that's taking place right now, 
are, are blindfolding you because of the things that have not occurred. Like I said you about the Voting Rights Act, they're, they're right here we're having problems just to get being the majority of those who don't understand that Louisiana run by parishes, not by counties. Well, the largest county in Louisiana is not Orleans Parish, around New Orleans, but it's East Baton Rouge Parish. And it's a majority black parish, like you would say county. But the representation, you would think, the way it's represented it's seven, five, seven white, five black. And so they've been trying to get it, and it's a shame to just get treated fairly that that that, that you would have to, have to, to go to Washington, D.C., uh, to the Justice Department just to have someone to play fair ball with you. And that's why uh, the GOP is trying to get away states' rights because they understand that if you give the power to the states, those states that are, are red states are not going to give you anything. They're not going to give you anything. Matter of fact, they'll take the Voting Rights Act and everything else away from you. So uh, it's a lot that we're doing. And as I start off tonight with our program and, 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 and talking, I wanted to start off with that because we see so much and President Biden is stepping forward to uh, make his announcement. Now, with President Obama, I mean, Biden making his announcement, yes, and they cheered him on, and I cheered him too, but I'm not a person to forget that this thing pleases all, this do please uh, a lot of Americans, but the things that, that to help African Americans achieve things, it's not being done. And I, I don't want us to be blindfolded to that fact at all. I don't want us to be blindfolded to the fact that we, we're sleeping. We're sleeping because the, the things that we've been promised are not occurring. We're, they're, they're not coming to fruition, that, that Voting Rights Act. And, and, and we're so busy with our African-American female talking about women's rights. Well, I want to let you know you've been bamboozled. You've been tricked into believing about that. You never had rights as a black person. You never, the black male never had his rights, but the white female is the largest vote. And I heard black females say they're the calling that uh, President, President uh, Biden is in office. That's not true. <laughs> the population is only 13%, so it's less than that voters. You might have 5% women that voted, and the rest of most of the voters come from white white females. But if they take the black female, the white female, and a few uh, Asians, they, the white female control America, and that's what they're trying to do by getting the black females to go into them. And I want to let any black female that's listening tonight understand you have never received your rights. They started voting in 1921, and you didn't get it until in the 70s. I think it was 74 uh, uh, back the way you could vote. So it, 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 it's never it's never that. So you try to fight right alongside your, your, the African-American male and the African-American female should be fighting with along the, just to try to get their rights together than waiting 
and trying to help someone else get their rights because we have never received uh, equal rights. After, as I said, a hundred and fifty-seven years, we still just trying to get equal rights. And and right now, I know that's what you're going to be hearing. That's things that's been covering the news, and we're worried about the Ukraine and. Then you're thinking about Palestinian, and you've been fed a lie about the children, or I mean the Jews, that they are they are the children of God, and you see some white folk, and that's not so. The Eskenaz, the Khazar, or the Serpent are not true Israelites. They are not Semitic people. They are Caucasian, and that's where they come from. All you have to do is, is, is say the name, Google it, and see what it come up and read the total background on it. And I, I did a research and found out about the Eskenaz, which is about the largest population of uh, ethnic group of uh, so-called Jews in the Holy Land. It's called the mysterious origin of the Eskenaz Jews. And the first thing they come up with and say they had no, what you call them, dealing with the Holy Land, that they were not from there, that they come from Caucasia, Russia, Ukraine, and areas in that way. The uh, the, the other one was the Khazars, and they came from north of Turkey or a little bit above Iraq, Iran in that area. They're not really, uh, they're not really uh, Israelites or Hebrews. And the Serpidons are really Spaniards and uh, Portuguese. So if you read it, but America, as we do our little dirt, America, Russia, Germany, uh, Britain, and France put some white folk in that area, and they give them all kind of money for tactical reasons. They could control the Middle East because right there, that's why they have all the advanced weapons that they need right in that small area. Now we we're gonna talk, and I, I wanna I, I just was bringing that up because I see that we we've been we we it's taken our eye off the prize off of for what's been on the news lately. Our eyes have been taken off the prize, and when I'm talking about our eyes being taken off the prize, I'm talking about getting to be treated equal. It, it doesn't take that long. The Thirteenth Amendment was written to free the slave. But that was did in uh, 1864. But we still haven't reached that yet. We, we, we haven't reached that yet. It, 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 it's sad we have not reached it, and that's been done already. It's, it, it's, we're still fighting for equal rights. And then, then you know what we went through. We went through Reconstruction, the Jim Crow, from Jim Crow, you, you come into now the Civil Rights Bill, and from the Civil Rights Bill, now you're dealing with what you call systemic racism. So as as we look at these things, and as we, we continue to go through what we're going through, we need to be well aware that the people that said that they would give you certain things are not giving it to you. So, but if you're not getting them, why give up struggling to try to get those things? And and that's the thing. 
our eyes are being taken off the prize. We're allowing others to tell us what to do, how to do it, and when to do it, and taking our eyes off of our struggle and put it on the struggle that's from someone totally that's not our, that our fight. We need to concentrate on trying to get our rights and let people know that we know that what's going on is a good fight for climate control, but when are we going to be given a fair share? When are we going to be able to come and, and really get a seat at the table? Instead of all this time, and I'm, I'm going to say it, I have to say this. I would always, because the Democrats seem to uh, give us a little more leeway than the Republicans, but we've had Democrats and Republicans president, and no one really do what they need to do that blacks to be uh, come equal or things. We look for President Obama because he was black, but at the same time, he couldn't do it because he was only the president. He made a say thing, but it was controlled by someone else. See, that's the thing. Is controlled by someone else, and, and it's time that we realize how that run. They controlling everything, and they know what they're doing. And when I say they, the power that be, because I'm not saying that all white folk are bad. I'm not saying all black folk are bad, because that's the way they have us labeled that all blacks are bad, and they and they, that propaganda is put out to every country in the world by blacks. Uh, blacks are drug addicts, and they. They 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 are they're dumb and 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 uh, they're criminals and things like that. And if you look at the population of the prison, you'll find out that it's not that many blacks it, it, compared to the population of blacks that's incarcerated. Yes, percentage wise, in the makeup of the country there is, but there's not really there as many blacks as we think it is in, uh, in incarcerated as per se. The population, it, it is. But to say per, per capita, yes. And it's a reason, too, that we haven't been played fair ball with, with the sentences and everything else. Now, I want us to, to, to focus on something right quick. And I want, because we've been educated through, uh, in America, and you were taught that all the learning came from the Greek and from Europeans. But that's not the truth. And I, w- I want you to understand that in Great Britain and all through Europe, their knowledge came from the Greek. Their knowledge came from like philosophers like Aristotle, and they came from people like, like and just not just Aristotle, but they also came from um, Herodias, and they came from uh, many others. That would that was there. Now Plato was a student at Wasa Temple. Now this is in Egypt for eleven years. Now he's one. I'm talking about great who 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 whites in Europe write about how great they were and how great of teachers they were, but they don't tell you where they went to learn. See, Africa have always been blessed with knowledge. Mineral resources, animals, plants, 
but the hindrance and cruelty and the suppression always came from Europe. See, see, fear of Plato was a student of Wassa Temple for 11 years. Aristotle was a student for from 11 to 13 years. Socrates spent at least 15 years in Wassa Temple. That's W-A-S-E-T, Temple. Now, this is where they came to learn. Lucy was a student for 10 to 11 years at the very same temple. Pythagoras, who they always quote, he spent 22 years. And that's just the name of few. And they, they was the one that brought medicine, okay, medicine. They brought mathematics. They brought science. They brought astrology, astronomy, rather, astronomy. They brought architect and all architecture, all this stuff, the engineer. All this stuff came from Africa. Look up Imhotep, the stethoscope. And you'll find out just what it was. And see, many, and then many other, other than them, uh, many others studied in, in Egypt. And this was like 400 to 300 years before the birth of Christ. So if you say 400 before, yeah, thousand, yeah, I mean 4,000 years before Christ, you're looking at 6,000 years ago. Caucasian was just coming out of caves. Then some some of them were studying far back as 3,000 years ago. That means 5,000 years ago. And pyramids were built. If you you get what I'm saying, we had like 48-story buildings, and they're just coming out of caves. Many Europeans studied in Timbuktu. There's a lie that has been circulating that blacks didn't have records and didn't keep records and books. They didn't write. Writing and hieroglyphic came from Africa. See, when Alexander, uh, around 332 BCE, Alexander the Great invaded Egypt, which called Kim, commit a Kim, which means black, under the military philosopher Aristotle and his fellow Greek cohorts stole many archives from Egypt, and they burned some of the others that they couldn't decipher. Now, I want you to understand this. They burned it that they, they couldn't decipher. See, there are 11,000 books in private collections in Niger Republic of Africa. There's 700,000 books recording history and many other subjects that they had in Egypt. And that's in Timbuktu. And then in Mali, that's in Timbuktu, and in Mali, there are 3,450 handwritten medieval books and 6,000 surviving in other cities and Walaito. Now, we have to understand this. And Martina and others, they still, they have all kinds of books that still left. So they lied to us that we did we don't write history down, but they haven't told you that if you go in all these different uh, museums in, in 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 Germany and 
France and 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 Great Britain and all these other countries, Spain, they are loaded with 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 writings and, and, and different artifacts from West Africa, from Egypt and other places because of the metallurging and things long before they were able to do these things uh, in in America and in, in Europe. They were being done in Africa. And what they have to do to ensure that you think that you are dumb is to always tell you, tell you that you didn't do anything. And being that we are not people that like to read and find out where did they learn all the things they learned from, because if you ever read about Herodias, if you ever read about Plato, Socrates, you'll find out where did they went to the school at, where did they get their learning from Pythagoras. And they are talking about the Pythagoras theory and thing when you go to college and all these other, they tell you their theory. He was trained in Africa. And the African are really people come from around the Nubian and the Ethiopians, around the Sudan. Okay, around the Sudan, man. I mean, it's 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 just simple as it is. We were long years ago. We was having gold crowns and gold, all kind of gold. That 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 we didn't just just like today gold and diamonds. Uh, we they are killed for some. The, the Native Americans in America wanted to know this say a yellow shiny rock that people were killed for because they were able to make bracelets and other things out of it, but they weren't killing for it. When they came to America, they killed a Native American and ran them off their land for some shiny rock called gold. There's so much gold in Africa. I, I told you earlier that Africa have full of knowledge, and I want you, I know I'm going to say this, and I want you to listen at me very close when I, I explain this to you. Well, we say, well, why Africa is so poor now? Why is it so poor? Well, you haven't looked at the major cities, and it's presented that way because you haven't asked for the major cities or skylines in Africa, and you'll see how advanced are so many cities are, but by the majority of it is so poor. Let me explain something to you. You have what you call import and export, dealing with your economy. Okay, if Africa themselves would try to sell gold to other countries, they would not purchase it. The reason what they do is whites come in and mine it and pay the blacks a little money, then they buy it and they give them a little money. So they're almost like a three-party deal. You get the crumb, I get the, the load of, of the money, and and you being ripped off for what you're selling. See, you can make any nation a third-world country. All you have to do is, is, is make sure they can't export goods. And, see, that's why if, if you ever uh, have opportunities called the Berlin Conference, and you'll find out that Africa have been divided since 1884 by the by Europe, Germany, France. Most of the French uh, French uh, is it have most of the of it is French. You have Germany, you have the French, you have the Spaniards, you have the Dutch, you have the Portuguese, you have the Britain. You have all these different people that 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 control Africa. 
And what they do, they sell the plutonium. And without that, you can't make nuclear weapons. So you, everybody want to want to deal with you because you have plutonium. And the diamonds, most of it, uh, are over a third, over over half of the diamonds in the world gonna come from Africa. It's so many things that you have to be, be be really really be careful about. There's so many things that we need to learn about. There's so many things that we need to study. And I know a lot of people tell me, well, why Africa so poor? Well, when if for some reason. You have all these nations against you because they know who you are. They know that you are very smart people. They know where that knowledge comes from. And they've always said if, if you put something in a book, we're not going to do it. And we, we need to find out why. It was so important for them not to allow us to read. Well, the reason why was then you would learn something about yourself and that you would learn that you had a history that predates slavery. You will find out that you had a history that go back millions of years. That, And then you will learn genetics and find out that your genes were superior to others. Then if you pick up a book, you'll find out long before Christopher Columbus ever sat foot in America that they had, had Africans in America. 1200 B.C., you had the Omec people. They had, they had Omec civilization, 900 B.C., 900 years before Christ, it even go further back to 1200 B.C., before the time of Moses. Wife didn't sail this way until in the 1400s. But they died everybody and tell people, you can look that up, just look up Omic, Omic people and about their colossal head. But you've been lied to that we weren't seaworthy people and all this other lies that, that you've been told and then made to believe and then if if you believe, if you believe it because you see it in your books at school from first through twelve grade that you're taught that Christopher Columbus, a man that didn't set foot on the American soil, he discovered America. The lies so big until they have a holiday. October twelfth, usually is is called Columbus Day. Columbus sailed the ocean blue in fourteen hundred and ninety two. He was a dummy. He got lost. He was trying to find a short route to go trade to trade in India. When he got lost, he found some people in Hispaniola, and he named the people Indians because he was looking for India. He's a dummy. They were not people from India. That's why you, you ever thought about the name India and Indians? That that's told that's totally different. The people don't want to be called that. That this is their native land, Native mm-hmm. Americans. They also had blacks already here. Now I want you to understand this, and I I I I just I can't tell you this enough. 
I want you to tell t- t- understand this. The term that they use from a white people instead of just calling them who they are, albinos. You heard what I say, albinos. When we have a black kid that come out pale-skinned as they are pale, we call them albino. If you catch a white catfish, you call it albino, a white tiger albino. But the only thing that's not albino is them because they know it's a little, it's like a, 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 a something that's something that's missing out for making it be of the original, that they don't have melanin and things like that. So the term, uh, when they first started calling it, see, people never were called white. And Europeans never called themselves white, only in America. And that started in the U.S. in 1680. It was not used in Europe at any time. That meant that they were superior to the Native Americans and they were superior to the Africans that they brought over from West Africa and the other dark-skinned Africans that lived here already, that they made them be superior was that there. And if you really go back in time, if you look up uh, this Google, copper as an Indian, uh, an Indian copper as a penny, and take a, a penny and look at the color of a penny, the way they were able to differentiate, differentiate between a Native American and white folk, they were very dark-skinned people. They, was, they were, were, were the color of a copper penny. And that's where that, that phrase comes from. Now, and whenever you want to find out what color was the true Israelite, not those uh, uh, Caucasians that's over in the Holy Land now. Now, this is a Bible dictionary. It's called a Zondervan Bible Dictionary. You look up the definition of ham. And they'll tell you that Ham is the youngest son of Noah, born probably 96 years before the flood, and one of eight persons to live through the flood. He became the progenitor of the dark race. They say the Ethiopians, the Egyptians, now they tell you, now they take it away and they put Egypt as being Arabs or light-skinned people. But but they tell you the dark race, which is the Ethiopians, Egypt, Libya, and Canaan, but they say, but not of the Negroes. So there's another dark race that was the Israelites that were dark-skinned or, or, the, or the Hebrews. They were dark, and they call them Negroes. You know, I'm 70. I'm 70 years old and proud. I remember when I was growing up, we were colored people, or we were either Negroes. Then I'm going like, well, you just call the true Israelites Negroes. So, and then I hear that they come from a dark race of people, uh, Africa. And so I understand this. Now, you can look it up. It's Zondervan uh, Bible Dictionary. All you have to do is Google it. It's right there. We just don't uh, do research. And if we research, we'll, we'll, we'll find that out. And things like that. We'll we'll really, really, really find things out. And I'm just going to say a few things, and we're going to do it just a little bit different tonight. We're going to open some lines up, and 
We're going to begin to talk and share some things tonight. I want to have a great time. I really, really want to have a great time. And I want, I want you to understand this. I'm going to give you some homework, and I'm going to give you some things that you need to really, really, really realize. You got the Igbo people of Nigeria who say that they are Hebrew, that they are the children of of, of the of, of the kingdom. Then you have, and then Nigeria. Then you have the Limba people, who are in Zimbabwe. Now, with the Limba people in Zimbabwe, they took their DNA and they found out they were really the the, the priestly tribe. Now, these very dark skinned people. These not light brown skinned. They're not. They're dark skinned, real dark skinned people. And that they, they they took their DNA. And went to Duke University. You can look it up when you look up L-E-M-B-A and then look up under the part where they talk about DNA where they tested them and found out that they were the tribe of Levi. A lot of Igbos try to say that they are uh, Judah. And now also if you look up the, this, this term, Phalacia, Phalacia, Beta Israel, and you'll find out that the Ethiopians have one of the oldest Bibles. Long before you, the European Bible came out, the Ethiopians had it. And King Menelik was supposed to have been the son of King Solomon by the Queen of Sheba. Now, it's been, that's been stated for many, many centuries and years. And if, if you don't believe that different things are, we need to do some research on Gamal Abdel Nasser and do some research on him. He was the second president under the Arab Republic of Egypt. He was the second second president. And Sadat was the last black president. But he was, he he came after he would have been like the third president. He was from the southern part of Egypt, which is the upper Egypt. Well, well, I'm talking about Gamal Abdel Nasser. He did a speech in 1952. And if you read what he told the white people that they put there in 1948, they put white people in the Holy Land. They gave them that land. I told you that France and the French France and um Britain and Germany, the United States, I think Russia, they put the people there. But the Egyptians told them, Gamma Abdel Nasser, the American put them there in 1948, but Gamma Abdel Nasser wrote in 1952. Read the Arab League refused to accept these Hebrew speaking Gentiles. How can a man leave black and come back white? We refuse, we refuse to accept them. And all they're doing is the, the neighbors are telling you who lived next door to them, what color they were, and why they have so much problem with the people in the Middle East because they're not who they say they are. They don't really belong there at all. Again, they call Eskenaz, Khazar, and, and, and then the surfer. So you have to understand that. And also, I want you for to do your research, and you'll find out there are more pyramids 
uh, ancient pyramids in the Sudan than pyramids in Egypt. It, it, I mean, but uh, all of it's black. But it just seems that we need to really, really, uh, really dig into our study and that you're not a dummy. Matter of fact, people know who you are, but you don't know who you are. I told you that the Berlin Conference was how they divided Africa up in 1884. And these are some names that you would uh, look up to get some uh, information if you would like to do. Dr. John Hendrick Clark, a lot of stuff that he, he, he writes in. You know, you need to learn some black historians and uh, learn from the black portion of Egyptology and Thing the way they're not gonna everything and turn everything Caucasian because it is not Caucasian. Now they had this lady, her name. If you want to look her name up, she's a anti-racism activist. Her name is Jane Elliott. This elderly white lady have been on several television series shows. The series. Showed, and she spoke on about race, and she once said there would not have to be any Black Life Matter if we did not have 300 years of Black life that did not matter. And Dr. Keith Chang explained that white people is a mutation of Black Africans. And, and, and now this is the case that Many of their own scholars are coming out admitting that they are only a mutation of you. In other words, almost like saying we are a lower form of you. But we're running around trying to be, and this is something that we need to really, really pay close attention to. We are the only race in the world that don't have a culture, we don't know our real name. We don't have a culture. We don't have a language. We don't have anything. We don't know anything. You ask any European, they could tell you what part of what they say. Tell you, tell you that that they tell you that they are they're French. They're from France. They could tell you right right where they're from. I'm Italian. Tell you where they're from in Italy. You know, uh, St. Patrick's Day. You know, they tell you who they are. Tell you where they come from. They even carry the name. That name. Here we come. We have a white folk name. We don't. And then we begin to think our name. We make fun of the way uh, people in Africa talk. And only only thing we're doing we're kicking our own self in our rear end because that's you. The joke's on you because that is you. And and we do it. We laugh at the hair, do we laugh at the way they dress and because we have been we have been placed into a European society and so everything that we think is right is what Europeans do no matter how bad they've treated us, no matter how they've sold our children and how they raped our females and raped the men and, and branded them and like cattle and sold the children from under them, lynched them, worked them to death, we still and then tell you and then we don't we need to stop talking about that. 
We need to stop talking about that. That stuff over. We're still fighting for equal rights. I, I, I was was going through some 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 things the other night, and I seen way during World War Two, and I'm gonna bring it all the way up to uh, to to right now Afghanistan, the war in Afghanistan, who we just pulled out a year ago. But uh, I was looking at it in World War Two, they were in, in Britain, and blacks over in Britain fighting for America, land of the free, home of the brave. They're fighting. But they went to go, they go in clothes and they knew how to swing out and they knew how to do the jitterbug and that was the dance. And the white girls over in, in Great Britain were crazy about those black soldiers. They were teaching them how to do the jitterbug. And, and over in Europe, they had already broke the color barrier and letting blacks come in clubs and everything like that and eating around people. But in America, we still behind in, in, in the photos, right? We still not allowing blacks. So the white soldiers and the black soldiers was fighting. They was, they was at each other's throats while the war going on. You over there fighting for your country, but you got to fight against white soldiers with their racist, no good self. But you're fighting for a country that hated you. You know saying? And so what happened, since they were fighting, America put the military police to keep the blacks from going in the nightclub. The country that you're supposed to be fighting for said you shouldn't be going in the nightclub with white white soldiers. That That's heartbreaking. But now that's not the that that they show you how God works. See, I believe in, 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 in God. To show you how God works, the scenario of it was once they, they told the black soldiers and had the military police to keep the black soldiers out, the people over there changed the nightclub to a black club and the blacks and the whites couldn't go <laughs> and they were there with the with the uh the, the British women. And they were teasing them jitterbug and partying because they had they had some swagger with them. And, and and now this now this is a true story. So this then in Korea it was the same thing. You monkey after a certain time, blacks get killed. Vietnam, you come back, you ain't black, you ain't cool. Keep the niggas out of our school, the N word out of our school. They're turning over bus and Boston in the in the beginning of the seventies, still doing it. But here are our children and my brothers and not 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 no one in my family, but we served during that time going in the war and going in the military in the in the beginning of the seventies and in the sixties. But they come back to a separate country. And it didn't end that. The ones of Iraq and, and Afghanistan, you know, uh Brianna Taylor and all these people dying, you going in houses and killing them and people getting away. Uh, Trayvon Martin and you know man trying to sell cigarettes on the side of store and he he get choked to death and you know all this stuff is still going on but yet we going to die for a country and, it, and that 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 don't love us and and what gets me they were angry with Muhammad Ali for telling the truth when he said that. The Vietnamese never said an N-word. 
They never beat him. They never did certain things to him. And he was telling the truth. And don't you know that white America was angry with him for telling the truth? The people had never did him anything. They never called him the N-word. But he was getting it from America. Every time he got in the ring, they wanted him to lose the fight because he was he, he would tell the truth and he was a person that would stand up. And he wasn't afraid and they they figure that you're supposed to scratch your head and bow down when you get to them. But Muhammad Ali wasn't that either. He, he, they call you an uppity in word. But but no, he was only whenever you try to stand up for what's true for a reason that you're supposed to be uh, inferior to uh, those or Caucasians, then you, you're supposed to not speak out. And I want you to understand that you're supposed to speak out. But they don't want you to speak out. When you speak out, you're, you, you're one of them rogue bad. You're a bad apple in the bunch. And then what's bad about it, we don't get much of the truth told to us by our own people sometimes. When you see the movie King, they show you all the black churches that that took him in. But don't you know they had different black churches that would not allow Martin Luther King to speak in them because they said that he was a troublemaker? That he was a troublemaker. So they were afraid for him to come in and speak because Mr. Charlie is not going to let what's going on. And so we, we we don't want him to come there. And and when Malcolm speak, he was he was just too, he, he, he just was breaking chains. He just was telling the truth, going and coming. And he would say what he wanted to say. So they had to hurry up and get rid of him. By, he said by any means necessary, he was to be getting rid of by any means necessary. But they don't want you to understand that, you know, that when they look up and, uh, you know, when, when you look up about the origin of man, anthropology, you're going to find out the first was Australopithecus. And that, that, that when you look up Australopithecus, they found that skeletal uh, remains in, in Ethiopia, in the southern southwest parts of it. Uh, in 1974, they call her Lucy. And they date that back to 3.2 million years ago. Now, I didn't say 300,000 years. I say million years. That, 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 that's when they look for the oldest all different artifacts and different things that go to Africa. Arrowheads and and bowls and other things. They go to Africa. They don't come to America. They don't go up in Europe. They know that out of Africa started 700 years, I mean 70,000 years ago. That's when man started leaving Africa and going to stay in other parts of the world. So they know it. But do you? what, what do you know? Then you had Lewis and, 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 and Mary Douglas leaking. They came up with the, uh, the discovery of the robust, robust Zenthropus. 
in the old deep guard they're talking about this person that it looked almost it looked in between human and, and an ape. But they found other anthropolitical anthropological uh fossils of apes and humans while excavating in old deep guards they found arrowheads and this is two point one eight million years you know, and they even found in between uh, where the desert is now a volcano had erupted, and it's a little south of uh, Egypt and uh, well, really south of uh, Ethiopia, over four hundred million years, uh, over four million years ago. Excuse me, four four million plus years ago, that they found the skeletal remains and footprints of human beings walking. And they could tell by if it's a if it was an ape or a human, if an ape starts walking, you know, when an ape starts walking up or uh, homo, what they call homo habilitus, uh, you know, walking erect like, uh, you could tell because their pelvis is made different. You could tell a, a monkey from a human by the shape of the pelvis. Is because the reason why the, the shape of the pelvis is why they can't stay stay erect. That's why they try to say man was an ape and he began to walk up and they call him Homo erectus, and that's why they, they say mankind start walking erect. So we, we we need to really really do our homework and find out exactly what's going on, and then we need to keep up with current events. We really really need to come with current events. I, I, I was blessed again, and I've seen this uh, years ago, but last night they had uh, hidden figures on. What is African-American women figured out the trajectory for to have a safe flight to come back, reenter the Earth's atmosphere and going out of it, and how to hit it precisely. Because if you just was a little bit off uh, of it, you know, it would burn up and reject it. It'll shoot back into space. If you don't hit that little, little hole, it bounce off the atmosphere, burn up, and shoot back into the atmosphere. And it was hidden figures. And it was black women who they were dogging out, wouldn't let them eat, bathroom way outside, treating them like, like dogs, had to figure it out because white men and white women were not smart enough. And I'm going to say it. They were not intelligent enough to be able to do it. And if you won't know why you're so hated, because they know that the measure of your intelligence is greater than theirs. They know what the global patterns of this equilibrium is. They know what, listen at what I'm telling you, they know what the global pattern of this equilibrium is. They know this. They understand that your series, the series of your DNA is above theirs, and the higher the series is, the more intelligent that you are. Orangutan, three series. Gorilla, four series. Chimpanzee, five. Whites and Chinese, Japanese, all around the world, six series. You get to West Africa, it's nine series. And then you wonder why when you go go and run track, you're the fastest. Play basketball, you're the best. Football, you're the best. 
baseball, you're the best. Golf, Tiger Woods, you take over. Once you get in the sport, the the Williams sister took over tennis. Whatever you go in, you you start dominating. Fiber optic wiring, you know, you know that, that that's all they're putting down there. All the major cities did dig up putting fiber optic wire. That came from a black lady. The GPS, globe positioning system, how you could travel from from wherever you are to another city and could drive up in the person's driveway. The GPS, that was a black female. The cell phone, just about most little people in America have cell phones. You know, you know who who, who invented that. A black male, the gas mask, black male, safety glasses, black male, the elevator, black male, clothes dryer, black male, air conditioning unit, black male, the almanac, how you plant the tides and, and, and the movement of the moon, uh, almanac, black man, blood plasma bag, black man, lawnmower, black man, lube cup. Black man, refrigerator, black man, spark plug, black man, stethoscope, black man, thermostat control, black man, traffic light, black man, typewriter, the 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 lamp bulb, and that's just some. I'm I'm, I'm going to stop right there, going on over and over, saying what I have to say, but you need to, we need to find out why they would, why they try to hold you back so much. And I'm about to open up for uh, uh, some 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 questions now. But if you look up mitochondria Eve, and she lived about two hundred thousand years ago, and they'll tell you that uh, that uh, all of the contemporary people all over the world, everybody carried this black female DNA, and she lived in Southern Africa. The the uh, we're gonna uh, ask our facilitator to go on and open it up for questions. And if anybody has any information they would like to add, because I'm a firm believer that iron sharpens iron. And, you know, I, I can learn. I can learn from anyone. I do a lot of studying, and I've learned a lot, but I can still learn more. So we're going to open it up. And if anybody has something they want to share, a question they would like to ask, I would be more than happy to answer the question for you. Uh, maybe someone else on the line. If I can't, we'll be able to answer that question. Amen. God bless you, uh, Dr. Kemp. Uh, God bless everyone. Thank you for turning us on tonight. Breaking Change History Talk podcast with Dr. LaVert Kemp. The lines are open right now. God bless you. Welcome to the show. If you like, got a question, comment, statement, anything, you're live on the air. History Talk, welcome to the show. <laughs> Ah. Amen, amen. Then Dr. William, Dr. Kemp, can y'all hear me? Yes, sir. God bless you. Yes, sir. All right. Glad to be here this afternoon to share some more time, wisdom, knowledge, and blessing from God that we might know who we are, who he is, build a stronger relationship through truth, through truth. Uh, Dr. Kemp and I were talking, and they say now they have... uh, they're going with uh, an alternate truth. <laughs> I forget what the other one was. I thought the truth was the truth. But now they have a, I have my version of what the truth is, and somebody else has their version of what the truth is. 
But the truth don't work like that. The truth is the truth. Fire going to burn you. I don't care who you are. If you fool with fire, you step into it. If it's a real fire, it's going to burn you. That's the truth. And that goes for everybody. <laughs> and that's just true. But for some odd reason, uh, which we know, if the devil tempted Adam and Eve in the garden, he's always trying to make God's word seem as though it didn't mean that. That's an alternate truth to what God's word meant. Not that. Like he told him, you could be like God and all of that. And then in the end, all it did was brought a separation between them and God. They lost because they lost that trust. And it's, it's, it's the same thing today. Every time you start speaking the truth, and, uh, I was trying to have a conversation with a guy about it and asked him, well, you know, what is it about, quote, unquote, number one, what is critical race theory? And if so is it the truth or not? Is it the truth? That's all you got to really be concerned about. If it's the truth, then it's the truth. You, you, you can't undo that. But they don't want to hear the truth. They want to alter the truth. Uh, I believe one of them came out and told them that uh, they didn't want it taught because it would make their kids feel, uh, have an inferiority complex or a guilt complex. And I'm like, wow. You know, when you stray away from the truth and try to make a lie, the truth, which is uh, what they were saying about the current situation that we're listening to, about uh, constantly telling the people of America, the American citizens, that the, the election was stolen and there was some type of illegal activity going on, but yet they never came up with any proof to make it the truth. But the alternate truth is if you repeat the lie long enough and enough people repeat that lie, then a number of people might start to believe that the lie is the truth. That's an alternate truth. That, that's what that is. It's nothing but a bunch of folks telling the same lie. Because it could never change the truth. But the lie can be repeated and people will begin to think that the lie is the truth if enough of them say it. And uh, thank you all. Dr. Weaver is good to uh, be back. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad for you that you would pull to and maintain your good health. Thank you all. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Well, yes, uh you have what you call the alternate truth, and that's that's come from Donald Trump because he told over fifty something lies, and uh, the GOP and many Caucasians didn't want hated to hear them say how many that he was lying. So they said the alternate truth. <laughs> the alternate truth is a is, is a lie. They call CRT a uh, critical race theory, a theory of unproven facts. But we were talking, too, about uh, the 14th Amendment, I think, no, 13th Amendment, yeah. how it was written in, in the January 1st of uh, 
of uh, when when they passed that in 1865, I think, and uh, it was that when they were talking about it, they freed the slave. But later on, that they made some changes to it, <laughs> and you have to understand why they did. Uh, when Lincoln had been murdered, the farmers was losing money because they didn't have people to get the crops out the field for free. So then, so they added so so the the keep slave. They added later on that year, the end of the year, they added. Whereas anyone. They added uh, to that Thirteenth Amendment what they call uh, what you call them, slavery. They didn't call it slavery. They call it what you call them, uh, involuntary servitude. That what they hmm. call. They want to call slavery involuntary servitude. But now what they done was when blacks were freed from slaves. This is what they done. This is what happened. In return, they turned around at the end of the year. And told that this is what they 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 told. They wrote in what you call a vagrancy law, and the vagrancy law states that if you didn't have a job, if you mm-hmm. didn't have a place to live, you could be picked up, and that was a crime to be a vagrant. Now slaves were just set free. They didn't have any way to go. They didn't have any money, and they could not read. So they were put back in the servitude. They call it servitude. What they didn't say they were going to didn't make them a slave again. That they were put back in the servitude. That they could be put in the servitude, and they put them back in the same place they were, or they hired them out to other plantation to clean the fields. And they they for so many years for a simple crime. And, and where are you gonna go? You just free from slavery. You don't have money. You don't have Say I'm gonna go to Chicago. I got family there. I could go to I could go to Alabama. I got family there. I'm gonna leave here and go stay with some. You couldn't leave and say I'm gonna go to go go to New Orleans and I'm gonna stay there unless you had free people. Now they did have free people, a lot of free people of color mm-hmm. in the South, right in New Orleans, mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. But uh, you you would have had to have been able to go somewhere, and the people couldn't read and they could not go. So they want to change the name of slavery in the in the books now the involuntary servitude because the word slavery, and which is was the most horrible thing that ever happened in human history, the Atlantic slave trade. When you deal with the race, the lynching, selling the children, making a person be one third human being, and out of everything, the Catholic Church, but King James, our beautiful King James Bible. King James had Pope Nicholas, I think it was the sixth, to sign a referendum for slavery. <laughs> it's a shame. It's a shame. And and that's that's what we we, 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 we pretty much bow down to. There any someone else need to add something or like to add something to what we've been discussing? Uh, yes, sir, I would. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this, this is uh, uh, Joe Dr. Kemp. Uh, recently, uh, uh, articles have been written uh, relative to uh, the net worth <clears throat> of the grandchildren <clears throat> of uh, 
the great migration, uh, our our family members left uh, to go to New York. They they left to go to Ohio. They left to uh, mm-hmm. to go to uh, Chicago. They left to go to California. Mm-hmm. And in many instances, they were leaving uh, to get uh, manufacturing jobs. And so they were in the rubber industry. They were in the iron industry. <clears throat> and recently, uh, Dr. Kemp, it's been showed that the the uh, third generation uh, or the grandchildren or great-grandchildren of those who left in the Great Migration that their net income uh, or their net worth, not their net mm-hmm. income, their net worth is today in 2022 $9,000. Right. $9,000. So, huh. you know, I, I'd like for you to, to comment a little bit about that if, if, if you don't mind. But after all of those years, 40, 50, 60 years, their grandchildren or their great-grandchildren, their net worth has not improved beyond what the net worth was of their their great migration of grandparents, great-grandparents. And, it, you know, it was just a, a startling uh, piece for me to read. And, and the piece was done, uh, you know, by a uh, black Ph.D. Mm-hmm. in economics. Thank you, Dr. Kemp. God bless you, uh, Brother Joe. Uh, I, I looked over that article myself, and uh, it's quite astonishing because we don't own we don't own real estate. The average black don't own really real estate. Uh, uh, we, you know, you have your assets and your and your liabilities. With the assets you own it, but a liability you paying for it. Oftentimes, mm-hmm. people see a, a person have a lot of things, but they don't really own them. And then the mm-hmm. majority of them don't have nine. In other words, you say we don't have nine thousand dollars in our bank account. If something huh. drastic happened, we do not have nine thousand dollars in our bank account. Some parts of it is that. Uh, they they left to go up north to get the wealth, and they didn't find what they were looking for. But then at the same time, we begin to be so materialistic to part of it's on us. We are very materialistic people. I see people have a gold chain around their neck worth more than their house. (laughs) People will will stay and and just... So many of us have grown up on welfare, and we would just stay on the welfare. We refuse to go out and get work. And and that's okay. We figure that's okay. Mama did it. Mm-hmm. Grandpa did it. Nana did it. And, 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 and we go along with it. And that's a shame. And, and and the scholar that came up with it, he was totally right. We don't really own anything. And so many of us have lost the properties that our our grandparents mm-hmm. left us a little piece of property and we sold it and then after you sell it then you don't have anything. You don't own anything. At least if your own property you your value with your net worth will be more than nine thousand dollars. You know, you have something to fall back on. You don't have anything in a saving account. My father always told mm-hmm. me, say a saving account 
with something that you don't go in. When you put it there, you don't go in it unless it's dying, uh, emergency to touch that. You don't know what's going to happen. So uh, you put a do that. And, 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 and Brother brother Joe, mm-hmm. it, it's the truth that it's a shame to say it. We left to go up to the factories and things up north. And we pretty much run into some of the same thing. They they put us in certain neighborhoods, and it it eventually with the same you know same thing you know what we we left and and so I understand where you're coming from and and I appreciate what you're saying because it's time that our eyes are open and understand about what we're dealing with and what our mindset is and we have to we have to you have to start owning something and make it yours that you you won't be in that $9,000 category. You know, uh, right now, whites are buying up all kind of uh, real estate. And once once you pay for that real estate, that that makes you worth something. If you have two properties and you own them Mm -hmm. and they work for little money, you, 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 you work something. But if you don't have anything and you pay it, Someone for live under their roof and things like that. That's a zero for you. And so we need to look at that and start to begin to own. Because if you look at the money that you pay for to rent, you could buy a home, or fix her up and fix it the way you want it. My father had a saying was that Rome was not built in a day. And what my father was stressing was you get a fixer up and you year by year, you fix it up until you get what you want it to be and things like that. And that's the way he did. And I I saw him really fix up a house that way. We have any other questions? Uh, Brother Joe, you want to touch more on that? Or does anybody else have a question? Yes, Dr. Kemp, if, 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 if it's okay with you. Uh, yes, sir. It's a shame also, <clears throat> um, and and all of us have seen this, and some of us are getting old enough, uh, you know, where we're approaching it also, and that is the idea <clears throat> that the the children and grandchildren of our elders in the community rather than going and fixing up grandma's house rather than going fix up grandfather's house they would rather just sit on sit on their behinds and watch these elder citizens you know die get sick yep. and then and then all they want to do they don't want to come fix mm-hmm. the house up all they want to do is come in there and sell it for whatever little they can get. And like you said, it, it seems like these young people, and may God forgive me, that all they want is these damn gold chains or they want the most expensive cars that they can buy, but their darn jobs won't allow them to do it. But they, rather than extending the lives of our elder citizens, their grandma, their grandpa, they let them die. And then they hurry up and come in 
and argue about the bones and the things that are left in the house, you know, the china, the the silverware, you know, whatever. I mean, it's like, may, may you forgive me, uh, but we, we act like animals mm-hmm. towards our elders. And it's a darn shame. And, you know, we need to do whatever we can to make it stop. Um, you know, we, our elders should not be treated that way. Our elders, our elders, I mean, and everything that you speak about on your program every week is about, to some extent, how the elders were treated on the African continent. They were treated with the utmost respect. They were not disrespected because the younger ones knew that they had to come to the elders so that the elders could point them in the right direction. It wasn't that the elders wanted to run things. You know, the elders were there as that 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 knowledge database for the younger mm-hmm. ones to come and get the information from so that they could make their young lives better. But here in America, with this twisted mentality we have, it's like all they're waiting for is for their grandparents to die so that they can come in and argue over the scraps that are left around. And it's a darn shame. Thank you. That, that's so truthful. That uh, you see so much property, you know, with the gentrification going on now. Uh, you see so many properties dealing with gentrification where they the the the, the kids don't want to come in and fix the house up. They'll let it go down and then when it go down soon as the person passed, instead of them keeping for wealth, they sell it. Mm. And 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 not thinking that the grandparents leaving them something that they don't the way they don't have to start from scratch. Because and but we don't realize those things. And and we look at it and say, Well, I have this house. Well, am I what money will I put into this house to make this house stay and, and, and look good and so if you ever do this sell it, you could get top value for it. Uh, but you, like you, we were saying, and I hate to see it, we go around and have all kind of diamond rings and gold chains with diamonds everywhere and all these things. And that's what we do is like glitter and glamour. And you can't afford a certain car, but the car you can't afford to get, you can't even buy a good lunch for yourself. But you go get a car and you can't hardly eat it. I watched uh, people get in so much debt working in the plant where you had boats and you had car trucks and boats and big homes and everything. When you get to work, you had to eat a sandwich. You was almost starving. And every time overtime came up, you done bought all that stuff. You you, you, was, you was living in the plant. You made good money, but you didn't know how to deal with making decent money. I've seen it so work that way. So much where they own all these things, they go and get in debt, and then they're scuffling. And here you got a sandwich to eat, somebody and cooked the whole meal and brought it, warming their food in the microwave or on a pipe. And mm-hmm. here you, you 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 can't even buy a good lunch. Every day you got 
a sandwich or something you barely could eat. But I've seen it, and it's time that we get rid of this materialistic thing than buy what counts. A roof over your head is better than a car. If you can't afford to buy yourself a car, or if you can't afford that expensive car, leave it right where it's at. Uh, you get you a Volkswagen, you get you a, 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 a one of the little cheap cars that you can ride or get you to work or get to where you go. Because I'm let me tell you something, a Hyundai could get you to California quick as a Cadillac or BMW or anything like that. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Bentley. You, I could go anywhere a Bentley go. <laughs> right now, with air, with air blowing on me. So, it, 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 we 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 need to get off those things and try to build some wealth, because that's the only thing that people gonna look at the wealth that you have. You could do many things when you have wealth. We have any other questions that need to be asked? If it if it's something else someone want to add, that's what we're open for. Uh, uh, uh not Tim Duncan, we, but uh, I believe Brother Joe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, sir. Upon, uh, upon a, it's a disease. It's a mental and moral thing that's plaguing the, the younger generation today. Uh, I was trying to explain to my grandson that uh, when I was a youngster, 10, 12, 15 years of age, especially 10 and 12, everybody didn't have television. Everybody didn't have telephones. And surely everybody ain't had no cars. In the last 25 years, America has transformed from a rural backwards area, especially in the area that I came from, to something that's unimaginable. It was unimaginable to us at our, when we were 10 and 12 years old, the state it is today. What has happened is where families stuck together. I remember one person had a telephone, and everybody went by that person's house to use the telephone. One person may have had a car, and everybody went mm-hmm. to that person to transact a, a, a lot of their a business where they had to travel. But at a certain time, way back, I, I would imagine back in the mid-40s and all the way up to the early 50s, uh, he, blacks and, and, and a lot of poor people were being born at home. There wasn't no access for no hospital for blacks at that particular time. And the fortunate few who were able to get to the hospital had to go to New Orleans, to the charity hospital. But the state of mind that these young children are in is one of consumerism. We are great consumers, but we don't manufacture anything. Mm-hmm. We're not entrepreneurs. Uh, we, we, we're not talking about businesses. We're always being trained up to go and consume things. Like Dr. Kent was saying, how can you spend... $30,000 working on putting an old car together, but you don't want to spend $30,000 on a home that was given to you by your grandparents, a home that you could go and buy at, 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 at the tax auction and put another $10,000 in it and have a $45,000 home and never pay rent again. I talked to some people paying rent 
that twelve fifteen hundred dollars a month. How in God's name do you do that? But it's happening in today's age where these children are being trained up to be consumers. They pay four hundred dollars for a pair of tennis shoes. Jesus Christ, if you mm-hmm. step on a nail and they're coming through it. I mean, it ain't no more than the, those converse things that we used to get with the little, and, and not converse, but the little little racing track shoes we used to call them with the little black shoe. If you step on a nail, it's coming through. How is it that they have lost what the old folks used to call just good common sense, a mother wit, and have spent, our, spent money so foolish? And, and, and like you say, brother, they don't. Elderly don't mean anything anymore. It's just a way in which they can get free money. They can get free money. I just was talking to a lady in my driveway today, indicated that uh, uh, we're all 70 plus, and she don't want uh, uh, her her children to spend all that money on no funeral because it's it, to, to her. She said, oh, I never did. I don't want my children to do that. Just cremate me and uh, uh don't put all that money in the ground. Mm-hmm. We've become a consumer-minded people here in America. We don't consider, uh, like you say, respect for the elderly to consider the tall and stripe that they may have had to go through to acquire somewhere where everybody can come and say it's the family house. They don't care about that anymore. They want to get in the streets and show off. I've never seen anything like it. But everybody <clears throat> wants to show up. It's a sad state. But uh, uh, I've heard several people say uh, we've lost our love for God. There is no more morality uh, going on. Uh, they, they, whatever you want to do, just do it. When you don't get tired of it, don't do it no more. You know, that's that's the way they're doing it now. Uh, we, 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 we've lost our love for God. That, that, that's the only thing I can say. Thank you. Is there any other question? Uh, can I respond to Brother George? Uh, yes, Dr. you can. Yes, sir. Brother George, thank you so very much for for adding that in. And not only have we lost the love for God, Brother George, you know, we have lost the love for each other. And 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 that's something that those of us who are you know, in our sixties, in our seventies, that that we learn from our parents and we learn from our neighbors, we learn from our aunties, our uncles, we learned it from our teachers, you know, our black hmm. teachers. And it's just a darn shame that 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 we don't love each other. But thank you so very much, Brother George, for adding that. And the consumer piece, how how these young people are just into buying stuff, it's a maddening thing. But thank you so very much for your clarification and, and the addition that you made. I appreciate it. Love you. All right, brother. Quite well. Love you too, brother. Love, brother. Thank you, Brother Joe, for that. We Do we have anyone else on the line that would like to share something 
with us. I want to ask a question to myself, uh, to Brother Joe, to uh, Brother George, or whatever. I know there's some others on the line. If you have any questions or just something you'd like to add in, would you please add it in? Uh, you know, God, God bless you, brothers, uh, uh, Dr. Kemp. Uh, I want to add something, mm-hmm. you know, listening, so powerful, and, and, and God bless you, brothers, for, for everything that you added. You know, um, God told me four and six that, you know, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Yeah, and, and he said, you are so rejected that since you have the law of your God, I will also forget your children. And and and, and I'm at today. Everything y'all have said, um, there's something that that was separated. Something changed. Uh, I, I cherish uh, what 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 was done uh, to my ancestors. I, I take it very seriously. Uh, the the pain and suffering that my people had to go through, um, and, and it hurts me even more that. My people today uh, don't care about the knowledge and the mm-hmm. wisdom of who we are. And, 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 and when we bring this topic to the forefront, how we're always told, you know, that's in the past, forget about it, you know what I'm saying, you stirring up trouble, we should... Let, 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 me, let me say something. Um, me personally, I ain't going to ever shut up about this. Because one thing about it is is that I can't be mad at Mr. Charlie and not be upset with myself and my people. Because, see, Amen. he's not stopping me from educating myself and my people. He can't stop me from doing that. So so we, we have to get to a place where uh, when do we say enough is enough? You know, every time someone speak, speaks up, I, I heard Dr. say that, you know, we got to get rid of him. You got rid of Malcolm. You know, you got to go all the way back to Marcus Garvey. You you got to go all the way back. You got to you got to go back to the beginning of time of of, of how the enemy has always sent people in to to take out those that are educating the people of God. So here we are today in 2022. I'm gonna tell you something, y'all. I'm I'm just 54 years old. You know, and I see so many Uncle Tom here, and I less about. But I view things in a different way, you know. Then, then you, 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 you asking me to sell my soul to the devil for a dollar? You know, I, I know what it means to have to eat Vienna sausage and saltine crackers or, or potted meat. I know what that means. All right. I, I know what it have to mean to, to to put some butter on some toast and that's your dinner. You know, I, I understand what that. I, I understand what that. So, so. All I'm going to say on that is is that we have to continue to voice what God is putting us to do and continue to break chains and to bring this word to the people, no matter at all costs, no matter what it takes. Thank you all, and God bless Much love. I feel that so many of us, I know Brother Joe and myself run into it, Sometimes are afraid to open their mouths and say what say what's mm-hmm. on their in their heart. Mm-hmm. They know things are not correct or going right, 
but yet we won't speak out. I don't know if it's just a fear of a, uh, or it's some fear that will pass down through generations that uh, have a fear of Mr. Bobo, I call him. Uh, we get around white folk and we're scared to open mm-hmm. our mouth. And 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 it, and in the show it goes on and on. And so with that, I, I I'm I'm just confused sometimes when I see, mm-hmm. and that's why, see silence. Isn't it means is agreement. If the people that's not talking out well, if you're not going confronting people or saying with you the way you feel, then you tell them you it's okay. That's what you tell them, it's okay. If somebody is throwing rocks on your house and you never say anything, well you telling them it's okay to throw rocks on my house. But mm-hmm. if you tell them enough is enough, then what you're gonna do? You know what you gonna do? Hmm. That's the whole damn yard. It's, it's time for the speak up because if you're not saying anything, you're agreeing. I I I've said this over and over on the show. I have people that I have at church and other <laughs> places that tell me, yeah, I would go, but I'd have to tell them something. I say, well, I go and I tell them how I feel. You know, mm-hmm. in other words, to me, you what you're afraid to go say it in the front of them? Mm-hmm. I say it in the front of them, their parents, their mama, daddy, grandpa, whosoever hey. will, let him come. I will say it. That's right. So uh, I, we need to speak out and let a person know how bad we feel and how how hurt we are about things of the treatment that we receive. I know from 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 the time I came here to the time I leave here, I'm gonna open my mouth. You know, you can't make me shut my mouth. I'm gonna say it. If it's the truth, I will hmm. say it. Do we have anyone else that would like to add? I know we have be having so many people mm-hmm. that calling in but refuse to ask a question. You know, I always see the only dumb question is one mm-hmm. not asked. And people don't realize we have a large audience that tune in from Africa, <laughs> but they're owned by computers. So uh, once we was on, we used to have a, a large audience from California. And once it was California and in uh, Africa, but we do have a large audience. So, uh, but we, if you have something you want to say, well, ask the question. Only dumb question is what not asked, and I say that again. Or if you have something you just want to share, share with us. Amen. Um, um, go ahead, Brother George. Dr. Kevin, Dr. William, Brother Joe, look like we're going to have to uh, find a way to get these individuals to become proactive and get involved uh, because uh, the, the standard by which uh, the, the, our communities here, and I was looking at a piece uh, uh, about the incarceration rate 
and the drug problem and the crime in the community. And uh, they were doing some, I was looking at some documentary things that addressed that, but that's longstanding. Like Dr. Kemp says, uh, America has a ugly undertow and some very ugly scars on its body when it comes down to the American slave descendants, and that's us. Together like this. So, if you never shop with glasses, you want to say you are in for a treat. Hello, we're here. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but uh, being being who uh, the descendants of our slaves here in America, it seems as though like that uh, every generation mm-hmm. is being faced with the same uh, misinformation and vile treatment as the former generation. Like uh, Brother Joe was saying, we've lost that respect for the elders. Uh, Young families don't want to baptize their children anymore. Parents don't want to come bring their kids to church. So every generation, it seems that as we go forward, there's a negative uh, 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 force that continues to to gain strength in America against us, who are our the, the, our slave descendants. Our foreparents were the slaves in this country, but it seems as though right now there, there is a conspiracy or a, a, a living entity that's functioning to cast our children and our grandchildren back into. Uh, what, uh, what's the word you were using? Uh, something in uh, involuntary uh, servitude or something like that? Yes. You, were saying, yes. Like, Kemp, you know what I mean? Yes. I've never seen so many young males of African ancestry, American slave descendants. All these young people are going to jail. And in my area, when I'm looking and talking with my neighbors, they're all getting... 20 to 40 years. So you're going to have a generation of young people that's going to be absent, and they will be numbered just in in, in the area where I live, the the county, parish, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) They're going to be numbering in the thousands. They're going to, and they're going to come back to God knows what. Because like I said, when we were kids, you know, they didn't have all of these cars and stuff running, rambling around in the streets and stuff. So what is the future going to look like for them? And that's going back to what Dr. Wins is saying, Dr. Brother Robinson, you, Dr. Kempen, they slowly phasing us, our grandkids, back into slavery. By whatever word you want to give it, uh, 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 an alternate truth, indentured servitude, uh, involuntary, whatever. Listen, plain and simply, the truth is, it's slavery. You 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 cannot be in a place and don't have anything. The Bible tell you about the three servants. Two of them, one didn't do nothing with it, didn't lose none, didn't gain none, the other lost everything, and one took it made it made more with it we have to choose we have to stand up and make a decision which way are we going to go where our church our church leaders and 
our political leaders, and of course, where our parents. You know, we it, 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 we have to do whatever we have to do to make them realize that there is no life without responsibility. Dr. Kemp says, uh, if you keep silent, that means you agree with what the hell is going on. It's just that simple. But what what is it that we can do to make them become involved, proactive, so that all of this craziness can can be uh, made, what, brought out and open and make them be aware of that? It's crazy. <laughs> it's just crazy. You can't turn on the news without some of these young folks doing something absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. <laughs> Dr. Kemp and I were talking about that earlier today. What is going on where mothers don't know what motherhood is? Fathers don't know what fatherhood is. They just, I don't know. Uh, they just not, they're absent-minded. And then they spiritually they did, mentally they did, and physically they just not functioning properly. Uh, now I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that right there, but we, uh, we'll try to get together and try to bring try to bring something out that that will cause them to get involved. Because if if the listening audience is that big, we need to have more people bring input. Thank you. Amen. God bless you, brother George. It's a lot that we need to do. And we are the ones that have to take the initiative to lead our family and our friends into that direction. I yep. know that uh, silence is agreement, but those that have a voice, we need to say it. We need to speak. And, you know, because it's, it's time that we do it. It's time that we... I've always felt that I don't want my grandkids to go through what I went through or to have a better mm-hmm. life than me. I, and so if we don't, then we keep silent, then our grandchildren will suffer the same fate that we, we've been going through. So I, it, it, it's very, very important that we do say what do and, and talk what we're talking now. Mm-hmm. Say it. If it's not good, it's not good. It's not something for us to, to hide. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So no, we 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 we, we like I say we we in agreement, and it shouldn't be agreement. Um, there's so much that we need to read upon Garvey, Marcus Garvey, and so many others, Malcolm, and um, things, and we we need to do Malcolm, Martin, Garvey. It, 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 we got John Hendrick Clark and some others that's out there now, different individuals that we need to read uh, and find out about how this young lady was talking about how she went to went to school with Zionists and how they fill her head with up and she felt sorry for for those who uh, the Jews in Jerusalem mm. until she went out there and seen how they treated people. Hmm. And not knowing that they didn't even belong there anyway, but that <laughs> that they treat them in America helped them to to foster that 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 what they do. So it, it's time that we learn. Is there anyone else before we uh, 
in the program. Is there anyone else have anything before we we uh, close out uh, anything that you would like to say uh, uh, for us to, 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 to speak on before we have a few minutes before we close the show? If not, I want to just say thanks to Brother Joe. Thanks to Brother George. And and thanks to Reverend Williams for as we put on these shows, we pray that someone would learn something for it and each and every night we talk about history, whether it's, it's certain things that just happened this week, a few hours, last week, but we also talk about things back going a million years and why are we in the situation that we're in? Because people are afraid of you. You never, blacks have, don't understand this. Why every race is afraid of you is not because you're a savage. You have went to other people's country and tried to take over that country. Everyone come to your country to take over, and you're not weak. But why all these countries are ganging, gang up on you and have something for you because they fear you because they know the knowledge and they know the wisdom and they know the riches that you possess. I want to leave it right there. Uh, we're going to turn it over to our facilitator. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Dr. Kemp. Uh, Brother Joe, uh, Brother George, uh, God bless you, brothers. Thank you for being here, sharing your knowledge and your wisdom here tonight. Uh, we give our honor, glory, and praise to God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Uh, we thank everybody for turning us on. Uh, don't forget, every Tuesday we're here. Uh, we want to just continue to break chains. That's, that's where we are. We want to speak up and speak out and say enough is enough, y'all. Let's just come together in unity and, uh, you know, let's be serious about what we're doing. Represent who you are. Learn who you are. And let's, let's do what's right. All right. I'm, I'm done. That's what I have to say. God bless everybody. Thank you. And uh, continue to tune in and um, let's support everybody and love on each other. Bring the love back. Where is the love? You know, that's serious. Where's the love? Love everybody. Okay, Dr. Kim, I'm done. Amen. Uh, I'm going to pray for us tonight. And I pray it's my prayer that it was something said or done or you heard something that gave you more knowledge of the African fight, uh, the African-American struggle. Uh, Father in heaven, we come just to say thank you. Thank you, Lord, for our past blessing, future blessing, Lord, and pleasant blessing. Excuse me. Present blessing. Father, we want to say Thank you for our going out and our coming in. And we want to say, Lord, we want to thank you for those who came in out tonight to share in, in the teaching of our people that we are somebody and that we are great people and we are godly people and mm-hmm. we're children of God. And, Lord, we want to just say thank you. Lord, I want to pray, Lord, that we continue to learn about ourselves so we can teach others that we will not fall. Lord, and we need to learn to be entrepreneurs and have more than $9,000 worth of work. And we need to learn, Lord, that that why people despise us and hate us so much 
It's not because of that, because they know who we are. And long as they can keep us from understanding who we are, Lord, we understand, Lord, that we don't go around starting war in all these countries. But yet we're called savages, but the one who go and kill millions are never called savages. Well, I thank you, Lord. Lord, we ask that you would bless Brother Joe, that you bless Brother George, that you bless <clears throat> Pastor William, Lord, and Lord, bless my home. Bless our home. Make our homes of love, homes of peace, and homes of prayer. Mm-hmm. Now, Lord, I pray Please, a Lord. special blessing. Lord, I pray a special blessing for all of my family and friends that's listening to us. I pray this blessing upon each and every one. Can mm-hmm. I praise you, Lord? I pray for everyone that's listening. And, Lord, I pray for our race. And, Lord, I pray for everyone. I don't hate anyone. I love black, white, rich, or poor. But, Lord, I want to let you know, if you're not stabbed, they're not standing right. I have a heavy resentment for them. Oh, I thank you and I praise you. It's in the matchless name of Jesus I pray. Amen, amen, and God bless you. Love you. There's nothing you could do about it. Good night. People, I love you. We're a family. Yeah, you and me. Hey, we'll make through it out. No matter what the cost. We're a family. Yeah, you and me. Hey, we'll make it through the pain, the rain, and all the trouble by ourselves. Oh, 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 oh. People, I love you. I love you. We are dying. We are dying. They are lying. Hey. We're being shot and hearted. Why you hating me? I'm just trying to be. I'm just trying to be. Great as I can be. Grow with one another. Living happily. But you hurting me.
Thank you for taking a listen this evening. You've been listening to History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp right here on Breaking Chains on YAT Radio. Heard every Tuesday right here at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. YAT Radio logs on to leave a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence, teaching you about who you are and whose you are. It's History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp every Tuesday on YAT Radio, where we are breaking chains. God bless and thanks for listening to Breaking Chains on YAT Radio. Listen every night as we live stream on www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash YAT Radio. Or call in live 858-357-9137. Breaking Chains on YAT Radio. Leaving a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence. Thanks for turning us on this evening. Just know we are here to assist you in recovering your light from back from the darkness. Speak the truth with Young Adults Talk Live, a ministry for the people of God. So let's join together and recover what's ours. God bless you from the Young Adults Talk family.